good morning, everybody, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. My name is Vince Taglivia, here live with you every morning, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time to talk about the news and events of the world, political, financial, world news, World War III news, everything going on in our country and around the world as it pertains to the unfolding global conspiracy and so much more. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you have your beverages ready. It's January 6th, 2023. An interesting day. An interesting day indeed. So that's an interesting thing to note here as we get into another day of voting for Speaker of the House. I don't think we're going to make progress today. We'll see what happens. They will be convening at noon Eastern time and getting started again. I think we're on the 12th vote now, going on to the 12th vote today. So we'll see what happens. Yesterday, Trump was nominated, got one vote and a nomination. So uh, that was an interesting turn of events for yesterday. We'll see how it pans out. I can't say I know. A lot of people think maybe Trump will be elected speaker. Maybe it could happen. Um, we'll see what happens, man. This is a really interesting thing going on here. It could go on much longer or it could be resolved today. I personally don't think it'll be resolved today. I think they have a lot more back and forth to do, but we will definitely be keeping our eye on that as it starts to unfold later. But before then, we're just going to talk about the news of the day, and I'm sure We'll all be following that later. It pan. All right. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Hi, Yasha and Mr. Plum over there on Rumble. Welcome. Good to see you. Good morning to you. And good morning to all of those on DLive as well. Hi, Grits. All right. Well, let's get into it. An interesting thing happened last night. I noticed uh, people were reporting bots following them people were reporting bots following them on twitter in droves hundreds if not thousands of bots in some cases people were saying were following them on twitter i thought this was interesting just you know it's a weird thing to happen uh here is a video showing just all these follows that somebody got and they don't know why what the heck's going on but the timing is kind of weird and the accounts that are getting these followers are what this uh, raw raws alerts calls anti-establishment accounts these are mainly conservatives people investigative journalists public figures etc who are getting all of these random followers as of last night um it was just something i noticed multiple people reporting it even a couple alternative media i'm sorry alternative news sources reporting it as well and trying to get Elon Musk to notice what the hell is going on. I can only imagine it is some kind of attack from the left based on who they're following and who loves to use bots in order to shape societal opinion. I wonder if that is just in anticipation of what is to come today. Who knows? But I think they're going to try to counter a narrative, maybe mass reporting bots in order to ban accounts who speak the truth. Who knows? But it's an interesting thing happening over there. I hope they get to the bottom of where these are coming from because it's not right. This is how they do it, though. So is today the day we find out how many no votes it takes? I have a meme here. I think it's a meme. Yeah. How many votes does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? That was good. Um, Today's January 6th, obviously. So we've got this. McCarthy is a no for speaker. Uh, Polish Princess H says this is a video of him. Proof that he is just a rhino working for the deep state, working for the people who want a new world order with Klaus Schwab and other globalists pulling the strings for them. Let's look what he has to say. That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob 
when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility. Quell the brewing unrest and ensure President-elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. Yeah, he is masked up, backing up the Dems, supporting their false narrative. What a disgrace. Mr. Plum said he woke up with almost 2,000 new followers and they were all made in December 2022. Wow. I'm curious as to how they're targeting the accounts they're following because I didn't get any followers. So maybe there's some kind of keywords or something in a description or I don't know. Or maybe, yeah, some way some people made it onto the list of to be followed from these bots. But it's interesting. But yeah, McCarthy, big no for speaker. Um, nobody wants him. Nobody wants him, and we're having this battle right now. It's really interesting. Really historical. Really historical. I have a parody article here I want to go over. It is Friday after all. McCarthy warns not voting for him could delay more funds to Ukraine. This is so close to truth. It's almost not parody. Look at this is an actual picture of McCarthy with a Ukraine pin and a Ukraine pocket square. What a loser. He just loves the the wars. He loves the scams and the money laundering. Oh my gosh. This guy. Amid protracted negotiations for the speakership in the House of Representatives, former House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has issued a stern abdomnition that for that further delay in the process could hold up the important work of continued funds for Ukraine. We have continued this charade for long enough. If I am not elected Speaker of the House in the next round of voting, we face the very real possibility of Ukraine not receiving their next $44 billion allowance, said McCarthy. Zelensky is looking down from the sky with those dreamy eyes of his waiting for us to do the right thing. Come on, folks. The very incomes of Raytheon lobbyists are at stake. Congressman Dan Crenshaw voiced his support for McCarthy, saying, If we continue to ignore our clear constitutional mandate to pay for the armed forces shutting down Russian Orthodox churches across Ukraine, we are guilty of rank dereliction of duty. We were sent to the people's house to serve the Ukrainian people, not continue this partisan infighting over who should lead the American legislature. Congress people interviewed after the speech reported a change of heart. Kevin is right. Voters didn't send us to Washington for endless debate. We are here for pork, lobbyists, 1.7 trillion omnibus, omnibus bills, and to secure Ukraine's border. Update. Congress has finally held another House Speaker vote, but accidentally voted to send $100 billion to Ukraine again. As of publishing time, no Speaker has yet been chosen. chosen. These rhinos really do love war, and they do want to support these funds going to Ukraine. That's probably on the first thing, order of business. They want somebody in there who's going to support their endless wars, their money laundering schemes, and their scams that don't represent the people of the United States. It's clear. <clears throat> wow. And just quick announcements, you guys. Tonight, Joshua Reed has a very special guest, Russell J. Gould, tonight on Conversations on the Fringe, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune into that, Conversations on the Fringe. We're going to disconnect from all this political stuff for a little bit and have a conversation on the Fringe with Josh. It's always good to diversify what you're looking at. You don't want to go crazy on all this political mumbo-jumbo. So we like to uh, take a left turn and talk about things that are other than the unfolding global conspiracy unfortunately it's really hard to avoid and a lot of these fringe topics lead right back to the grander conspiracy that we have in front of us but fridays are wonderful so tune in tonight at 6 30 p.m pacific time for conversations on the fringe after that we do have fringe after dark with joshua reed and the red pill family where we get together and we discuss uh the topic at hand um it'll be a good one i'm really excited um, and then I'll be on late with Joshua Reed after the live show to have that conversation on the social red pill with you all. 
if today's very eventful, you know, usually we try not to talk politics Friday nights, but if something big happens, it's almost impossible to refuse and it's almost impossible to ignore. So we may just address some of these things going on. We'll see what happens today. It could be an extraordinary day or it could just be a big old nothing burger. Shout out to J Mill <laughs> with his nothing burgers. <laughs> yeah, always reminding us about the nothingness of the, a lot of the burgers that we have. Um, January 6th, you guys, was one of the biggest scams in our recent history. Um, there was this video here by Project Veritas and their fantastic uh, reporting. Uh, I want to watch this video, just a quick two-minute clip here as a reminder of exactly what went on January 6th. What is the truth? The ugly truth. Here's a New York Times reporter. January 6th stuff that is like so over at this point. It's so over. The left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top. It was like me and two other colleagues who were there who were outside. And we were just having fun. Dude, come on. Like, you were not in any danger. Matthew Rosenberg is a Pulitzer Prize-winning national security correspondent for the New York Times. Are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? I, I just I, morning. I know, I know. It's also a bit traumatized. <laughs> but like, you all these colleagues who are in the building, little younger, he's like, oh my god, he's so scary. I'm like, oh, f is that like, really the vibe from there? From there. I'm like, come yeah. on. Like, it's not the kind of place I can sit tell someone to man up, but I kind of want to be like, dude, come on. Like, you were not in any danger. Got in Zola, got in Adam, Who's inside? Little, little dweebs. They keep going on about their trauma. Like, guys, shut the f up. I don't know if they wrote about their trauma. This chick named Emily Cochran and this guy named Nick Fandos. They're both like in their 20s. Nick can we do like part two of that, like what's gone on in the years from January 6th, kind of like memory holding it, like making it it's no big deal? Yeah, we can do that. A little quick turnaround, so we've we'll been doing the last few days. That's the story, but it's in a meeting, and like, you know, one of the issues here is that, like, on the Fox News of the world, other elsewhere, is that the left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top that it gave the opening the right even to start introducing the idea of, well, these people are out of control. Like, it's not a big deal as they're making it. Because they were making it too big a deal. They were making this organized thing that it wasn't. And that gave the opening for the illusions on the right to be like, oh, well, nothing happened here. It was just a peaceful bunch of tourists, you know? And it's like, this is, but nobody was here. There were a ton of FBI informants on the people who attacked the Capitol. That was us, not the right one. For the CIA, I'm gonna say, it's like, if you work there, you get polygraphed every year, and you're asked if you spoke to a reporter. Your answer is everything but no, you're in deep trouble. You're often talking to former people who are talking to people who are still there. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, thank you, Ed. Uh, he mentioned that the FBI was with um, the, the New York Times reporter that, that was filmed undercover by Project Veritas's team said the FBI was with them, meaning the New York Times and not the right. And um, we all know that truth. We've been saying it since day one when everything got a little weird and we could tell that there was a setup going on, which unfortunately a lot of people fell victim to. Instead of remembering all this nonsense that, that everybody's going to be trying to say today of how horrendous it was, it was the biggest thing since 9-11, it was an insurrection, whatever fake news they're putting out there, I wonder how many people are going to be out there today remembering Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered that day, which nobody's been held accountable for. She was shot in cold blood in the Capitol on January 6th, 2020 two years ago, so we should remember her. And I apologize for forgetting her name yesterday. But yes, Ashley Babbitt. Um, they'll probably mention the um, maybe the guy who had a heart attack outside or whatever and say it was so tragic. So many people were injured and hurt. And oh my gosh, what a tragedy. But it's all fake news. It was set up. We all know the truth. It's obvious. There's plenty of 
information to support it. Antifa was infiltrated there. The FBI was infiltrated there. The fake news media was there cooperating with them at the same time, probably closer than we could have ever imagined now that these Twitter files are coming out and we see the collusion going on. Holy smokes, what a disaster. But another thing we should be remembering, aside from Ashley Babbitt losing her life that day, is what else was going on during that time. Hmm, what was going on during that time? There's a lot of love in the air. I remember just a lot of love in the air. Oh yeah, the Summer of Love stuff and Antifa constantly rioting 24-7, burning down all of their cities. That was going on. But they're not going to talk about that because, well, that was that was justified and that was good and that was for the better of the people. And, you know, they probably also controlled that whole unfolding of events as well. I think they're all very related and orchestrated. Um, here's Kamala talking about it, though. Kamala, Kamala, Kami, Kamala. With, of course, lead shill of the Late Show group, Stephen Colbert, who a lot of people accuse him of being a really creepy fella. And, uh, yeah, there's some things on the internet you just w wouldn't believe. But here's Kamala, Kami, Kamala, and Colbert. I know that there are protests still happening in yes. major cities across the United States. I'm just not seeing the reporting on it that I, that right, I had that's right. for the first few weeks. That's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a sorry. movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And, and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to, they're not going to stop before election day in November and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. I know. They're not going to let up. We should not. They should not. Let's take a quick look. Look how happy she is at the fact of all this protesting going on. She is so proud of the destruction of our country. Absolutely disgraceful. You know, ridiculous. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well... I guess it's not that unbelievable when you've been watching this stuff as closely as we have, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, quick shout out. Thank you, Jenica, for letting me know I'm muted with that donation. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, RPG, for the five ice cream. Thank you, Gump, for the dollar. Uh, Gump says, good morning, family, and good morning, Gump. Good to see you, and good to see you all. Hope everything's going okay, and uh, anybody in California, I hope you're in safety. Am I okay? Well, yeah, I'm good. You guys could hear me. All right, good. Um, Nancy Pelosi, she was absolutely overcome with emotion during her January 6th remembrance speech. I think she even splashed vodka on her face, to make it give her the appearance that she's actually shedding real tears. Let's see another crooked politician give us their take on January 6th. This morning, thank you to the families for considering us worthy to share your grief, to honor your loss. This. Oh gosh, of course. What, Nancy? Get out of here. No one wants you to speak. Nobody wants you involved with this anymore. <sighs> yeah, Nancy Pelosi, everybody. I'm sure we'll see more of her later, <clears throat> later today. She's been kind of quiet in the shadows, huh? Very interesting. Um, I found this thread I thought was kind of interesting here on Twitter, and it is a deep dive into the video of the Proud Boys smashing windows, and this person claims that it was filmed by the same production company that made Zelensky famous. One Plus One Media is owned by the same oligarch who owned Hunter Biden's Burisma. Interesting, huh? And a little bit of uh, sauce there. He says, West Point, you don't say. See my next tweet. They're just making all these connections to Ukraine. And these and right here it says, since 2015, CIA has trained Ukrainian paramilitaries to take central role of its Russia if Russia invades. 
One Congress bill with hundreds of millions of money for Ukraine was hundreds of millions of dollars for Ukraine was modified to allow flow to the country's resident neo-Nazi militia. Here's more. The print was light. Never realized the threat casting document above was a joint project of ACU narrative strategies, weaponized narrative initiative and West Point. Carrie Sh Corey shake of securing democracy of German Marshall Fund and Orbis is West Point too. Just making connections to West Point. Mm -hmm. Lincoln Project says it's behind group with Tiki Torch event by Yunkin campaign bus during Charlottesville event. Remember the people with torches, the AKA white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Richard Spencer had taken part in a separate Tiki Torch lit rally in Charlottesville earlier that year. It gets better. Now, this is why I provided some history on Twitter, psychological operations and influence operation. Here's Lincoln Project with narrative strategies from the West Point and ASU document. I have links and archives for all of the above photos. Who else hangs with Paul Kabah of narrative strategies? Would it be the Media's Touch affiliated Lincoln Project? Wonder why this would be. So just exposing the corrupt media on and on and on in this thread really good work there by at pepe's grandma on twitter interesting interesting stuff i could give you guys the link to that on the social red pill right now because i feel like that's one people might want to really look at and i'll share it now so i don't forget Social Red Pill is our private social network, www.socialredpill.com. Doesn't cost you a dime to join, but there are subscriptions if you want to support decentralized news and media. Uh, you are welcome to, but you get everything there if you just want to join for free. Because let's face it, this stuff should be free. Information should be free. Collaboration should be free. And it is here at the Social Red Pill, www.socialredpill.com. Join there, and that's where you could join us tonight, too, after the Daily Dose in our private conversation with Josh. Um, I'm having trouble. They updated their website, so how do I make a post? What is going on? Oh, here we go. Right? What the? Maybe I just need to make it larger. Sorry about this, guys. What's going on? Here we go. There we go. Simple, simple, simple post this for you guys there you go all right let's move on here um mexico yesterday we saw an interesting thing with trump he came out and declared war on the cartels and sorry yesterday i thought he said that the president was in charge of the cartels but he i i totally misunderstood what he said he actually said that the president was in charge of mexico I, it was a misunderstanding i'm sorry about that you guys if you want to rewatch the video it's about the three minute mark and I've brought it up to Josh and we watched it and he's like, what are you talking about, dude? And I was like, oh, shoot. But apparently I'm not the only one who heard that. Other people kind of picked up the same thing. It was a total misunderstanding. But regardless of that, I apologize. Trump declared war on the cartels, essentially, which was huge. And coincidentally, the same day, El Chapo's son or El Chapo's son was arrested Mexico says at least 29 people were killed during the capture of El Chapo's son. Wow. Mexico Security of Defense, Luis Crescencio Sandoval, Sandoval speaks during a news conference after Mexican drug cartel leader Ovidio Guzman, a son of incarcerated kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, was arrested by Mexican authorities in Culican in Mexico City, Mexico, January 5th, 2023. 19 suspected gang members and 10 military personnel were killed in a wave of violence surrounding the arrest of Mexican drug cartel boss Ovidio Guzman in the northern state of Sinaloa, Defense Minister Luis Crescencio Sandoval said on Friday. Mexican security forces on Thursday captured Guzman, a son of jailed kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. Members of the Sinaloa cartel and their associates went on a rampage, fighting security forces, setting vehicles on fire, and blocking roads the Pacific Coast, across the Pacific coastal state. The violence was con concentrated in and around Culi Culiacan, 
I don't know how to pronounce these, I'm sorry, in the state capital of Sinaloa, home of the powerful drug cartel that El Chapo has headed before his 2016 capture and extradition to the U.S. in 2017. 21 other people were arrested during Thursday's operation. Sandoval told the news conference he said there were no reports of any civilian deaths. That is a lot of deaths. Holy smokes. But this move, I don't think it's a a coincidence with the timing um, and with Trump's message. It is so fascinating how these things happen. And yesterday, Josh was pointing out a thing and saying, you know, I think basically what we're seeing here is Trump is demonstrating he is in control in a lot of ways and that he is having conversations with with people in high places. And it's really interesting. Excuse me. We see this with... um, the speaker not being elected yet. And uh, even if McCarthy was elected, how much could he really get done? Even if Klaus Schwab was elected speaker of the house, how much could he get done? Probably nothing because they does they don't have the support. They don't have the majority, right? That's the theory here. I'm proposing Josh kind of proposed it yesterday. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, go check out the daily dose from last night. Could they really get anything done? Does it matter who's speaker? Let me know what you think. I mean, I think it does matter. I would love to not see McCarthy in there. I don't think anybody anybody should vote for uh, a crook or or uh, an alleged crook, I guess I should say. Um, but I don't know if it's actually a big deal at this point. I, that could be an unpopular opinion. Let me know what you think. But hmm. uh, what else have we got here? The Kilauea volcano is erupting over in Hawaii. This is pretty big. They've had multiple eruptions recently. One of the world's most active volcanoes is currently er- erupting inside Hela Ma- Oh, these Hawaiian words. Hela Mau Mau vol- crater. <laughs> Officials say recent earthquakes triggered the eruption. Pretty large eruption here going on. Interestingly enough, nobody is in danger right now, as far as I recall, at least as of yesterday when I saw this. Holy smokes, that's a lot of magma, or I guess it's lava once it comes out of the ground. Wow. The world is an interesting place. We have... um, Let's talk a little. Let's, I'm going to skip forward just slightly here and talk about what's going on. We had a tweet from uh, Ukraine, Ukrainian President Zelensky. A lot of people say he is a darn Nazi. Um, there's a lot of evidence to support that theory there. And uh, he's just a warmonger. He came out and tweeted that he had a phone call with the German Chancellor and thanked. He said, I thanked. I thanked for the powerful defense package, including several dozen martyr vehicles and the Patriot system. We discussed further cooperation to strengthen the Ukrainian army. All right, so Germany sent them more things. He's thanking them. They're warmongers. They want the war machine to continue forth. Yesterday and prior, Putin, Putin and Russia were saying, look, Ukraine, let's have a ceasefire for Christmas. Let's just have some peace over the holidays for our people. Well, Zelensky came back and essentially said, it's a damn trick. You're a damn liar. I don't want peace. We're not going to have a ceasefire. We're going to keep this war machine going. I want my allowance for keeping this war going. So he totally was like, no, no ceasefire, no peace. I don't care if my people suffer. I don't care that we're going to take more money from all these other countries as they all suffer and their grids fail and their their economies shrink and all this stuff. We're going to war. Interesting, huh? Why don't they want peace? They're like, peace is not an option. The only peace is going to be through destruction and war. I'm, this is not a quote. I'm just, this is me paraphrasing of my understanding of this this war going on. So sad. So very sad. But this should be a wake-up call. You know, you know, come on. They tried to arrange a peace deal, 
ceasefire for the holiday. And it was just declined without even consideration or anything. What would be wrong with being like, okay, let's have a ceasefire. And even if it was a trick, it would all be exposed anyway. And then you could be on the defensive and ready for an attack anyway. But why not have peace? They don't want peace. So I think optically this looks very bad for Zelensky. And I think that was why Putin proposed it. Let's have peace. Nope. Don't want to talk. Don't want to negotiate. Don't want peace. The war continues. Um, all right. Uh, and here in the U.S., the U.S. services activity shrinks for the first time since May of 2020. It's not good. This isn't good. Um, people do not want to participate in this garbage. And a lot of people can't because they don't want to take the jab. The dominant U.S. services sector contracted for the first time in more than two years in December. Survey data showed on Friday as business activities slumped. The Institute for Supply Management Services Index dipped below a key 50% threshold, indicating a contraction and surprising economists. The key sector amount accounts for two-thirds of the world's largest economy and is held up and has held up since the height of the pandemic in spite of a forceful campaign by the feds to cool demand and rein in surging inflation. But the IMS service index ended a 30 month period of growth contracting for the first time since two straight months of sub 50% readings in April. The December reading came in at 49.6%. While supplier deliveries were faster in December as logistics problems eased, employment contracted due to combination of decreased hiring due to economic uncertainty and the inability to backfill open positions. So they released a shitload of data today and I, I thought, I'm sorry, I totally misunderstood what this was, but they re they released a bunch of data today and a lot of it is they're trying to make it positive. They're saying, oh, this is good data. Everything's good. Don't worry. We're growing all this stuff. Inflation's not bad. It's all a scam. They twist the data. They put it out there. Um, we'll see how the markets react, but I think we're really on a downward spiral here with the markets. Actually, the markets responded very good to this morning's data. We see here um, across the board, everything's in the green, almost 2% across the board, um, including silver and gold. Silver almost hitting $24 and gold at 1867. Holy smokes. Jobs report beats. Economy adds 223,000 jobs. Unemployment rate drops to 3.5%. They must not have processed all of the firings that just are occurring right now. Uh, with all these major companies that we've been covering just tens of thousands of people getting fired this week So we'll see what happens next month, but man are they really milking the system? I guess today would probably be a great day to go short on the market long term and buy some put options Those could really pay out. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling you to do that I'm just saying in theory, maybe maybe I might do that um, Because this is not sustainable We'll see, though. Maybe, you know, they could always pump it up, so that could always be a bad move. I, With my investments, I always, I tend to be hit or miss, but um, those, put, those put contracts are probably cheap today. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, all right, moving on here. Let's talk a little bit about health, then we'll look at some funny stuff. This is not funny. This is um, a good video, though, by Lauren Eve and Little Mems uh, on Twitter. Lauren3VE, you could follow her. This is a part of the Dilly group, uh, meme group. This video is fantastic. So it's at Lauren3VE for the original source of this. But it was pretty great. Let's watch. Oops. Was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world that cannot afford our medicines by 50%. We don't need bigger 
Great video. Awesome stuff. Not awesome, actually. It's terrible, man. But sorry if I blew out your eardrums with the beginning of that great audio, uh, very loud audio on that video. So follow Lauren Eve. Great stuff over there. Uh, Lauren3VE. This stuff, this this vaccine stuff's really coming to light, and a lot of people are waking up uh, as of late, especially with this Damar Hamlin fella going into cardiac arrest. Um, live as a million people watched on Monday Night Football a few days ago. Um, there is an update. I guess he is off the. Um, he gained consciousness yesterday or so, and uh, they said the first thing he asked was, "Did we win the game?" Um, in just a storybook, storybook uh, story, or unfolding of events. Um, I'm glad he's alive. I honestly didn't think he'd pull through. They're saying he is off the ventilator, breathing on his own now, and should do well. We, we will see and keep on it, but I'm glad he's doing well. His brother came out and posted a video praying for his brother and pointing out the truth. Let's see what his brother had to say about the matter. This is... Luther Cyrus at censored for sure on Twitter praying for his young brother Damar Hamlin they are gaslighting the situation prayers up to Damar Hamlin but they are gaslighting the situation the whole world seen it the whole world seen it right so they got us come up with something quick Komodo Cordis which has never been associated with football, right? It's been associated with sports like baseball, lacrosse, hockey, you know, with projectiles that are moving about 70 miles an hour plus, will hit you in your chest, right? That can be a possibility, sure, 100%, right? There's only one person in history, Chuck Hughes, who died of cardiac arrest and he had a heart disease. One person in the NFL. And this was 1970. 1970. Okay. And then an uncle comes out and says he had to be resuscitated twice. And that is spinning as, as, if he, as if he misspoke. Misspoke? How did he misspeak? Seems like bullshit to me. Seems like a cover up for me. Right? And you have to have feds. There, why? Are you trying, you trying to, you know, intimidate, intimidate the family, intimidate the the medical staff? Why? Because to admit it, it will bring down the germ theory. It will bring, it will bring down big pharma. It will bring down the NFL. It will bring down the M NBA. It will bring down the NHL. Yes, because most of these leagues are heavily vaccinated, and the fact that nobody wants to talk about it or have that conversation or doesn't even want to include it. It's a big problem. Something's going on. Very suspicious. Most of us know, but many are still not awake to see it. It's oh, well, spot on. They are gaslight. This full video on Rumble. Spot on.
Wow. So, you know, even his own family is awake. Come on. Calling out the feds being there and everything. <sighs> you know, and I, I wonder, you know, I want to see video of, of him. I want to see that he's a well. I want to see that he's well and getting back to his normal routine and life to the best of his ability. Because let's face it, I've been lied to so much. I can't even believe that until I see the proof. That is how abused I have been. Do you guys believe it? Am I the only one who's like, I don't believe anything unless you could actually show me some amount of proof so I could believe it more? Right now, I have to say I'm skeptical. We'll see, though. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally off here and he's totally fine and they're being honest and that would be great. And then my mind goes to places like, you know, um, is this just a very fortunate situation where he was able to recover to this point that so many people who have gone on ventilators over the past two years have not had the opportunity. That opportunity is where, you know, I'm saying, you know, most people get on ventilators and they die once this happens to them. So I wonder, you know, how does his, does his treatment differ from um, the average Joe's in this situation? I wonder, because if not, he, this was just a very extremely lucky situation, and that's great for him. You, nobody deserves to pass away um, because of Big Pharma's jab, if that is indeed why he had this cardiac event on the field. Um, because as his brother said, this, uh, this excuse they're giving for the impact to his heart doesn't completely add up. It seems unlikely given all the information out there. So... You know, a lot of things go through my mind with this. And I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm sure he'll be very excited to hear that his campaign for kids has raised millions of dollars, which truly is a great thing. I hope they do fantastic things with that money for um, a lot of children. And uh, that's a wonderful thing that came out of this shitty situation. Um, with the amount of players who are jabbed, I'm surprised they gave them all the real jab. You think they would treat them like the politicians and tell them you don't have to get it or um, you could get the saline shot on camera. Uh, apparently, they gave them the real deal. Yeah, I'll put that clip on the app. Uh, thank you, Karen. Karen Hare, I miss you, Karen. I haven't seen you in a while. Thank you for the cookie. Hello. And Grits, thank you for the four lemons, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll post that there, but let me know what you guys think there in the comments on Rumble or on the app or wherever you can about this situation. Um, I'll post this video of his brother right now. Uh, there you go. It's on the social red pill, socialredpill.com, or you could find it on Twitter, etc., or on Rumble. Um, just this, this, uh, this health stuff is really coming down hard, and people are really waking up, man. Let's take a look here. Um, let's get into some funny stuff. Here's McCarthy, um, a meme that somebody made of McCarthy. We're doing a hard turn into the funnies right after that depressing thing. <laughs> Here's McCarthy as Pelosi at the beach. I'm sorry. I had to see it, so you guys have to see it too. Uh, oh, gosh. I apologize. Um, I don't know. Some of you guys might have liked it. Do you guys remember the Scooby Doo, um, the Scooby Doo theory by Josh? When it comes to then it's about fear, and the moral or like the, uh, the overall structure of every Scooby Doo episode. I'll repeat it because I've heard it you know half a dozen times, and it's a great thing. It's one of my favorite of Josh's, uh, Josh's thoughts, and that is that Scooby Doo always has a villain. And they're always going after this villain who's dressed up as something else in a costume, whether it be a ghost or a ghoul or a goblin or a zombie or whatever, right? They're always going after this villain. And when they finally capture the villain, they're all terrified. They don't know who it is, what's going on, but they pull the mask off and then the fear is gone because they know the truth. 
oh, it's Kevin McCarthy, or oh, you know, it's old man Jenkins, or whatever, and then the fear's gone because they know the truth. The fear of un the unknown is really what is scary. Um, so I found the Scooby-Doo meme, and it reminded me of that, and I was like, this is perfect. But uh, I wanted to, yeah, so I wanted to share it with you guys. Oh, God, get out of here, McCarthy. Uh, so here's a minor attracted person with a mask on. Let's see who it really is. They pull the mask off, and underneath is a pedophile. And isn't that the truth? These pedophiles are calling themselves minor attracted persons, and people are like, They're, they just love kids. They're minor attracted people. If you call them pedophiles, that's really offensive, and you can hurt their feelings. No, they're pedophiles. They're groomers. It's creepy. It's gross. So share the memes and let the world know that we're not going to have that baloney. No. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, light time. That, that gif is so funny. That's right. That's right. Uh, somebody did another meme of Kevin McCarthy. They said, I knew McCarthy reminded me of someone, and this is uncanny. I'm sorry for just the audio listeners, but this is a picture of Kevin McCarthy next to, uh, dang, what's this guy's name? I forget. He's that super liberal dude who's always really angry on the internet. I forget his name, but look how similar they look. And if you guys know in the comments, please remind me, uh, rat, rat, oh, I think it starts with an R, uh, his last name. Uh, I bet it's in the comments here. Let me see. Uh, t -t 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 maybe not. Yeah, let me know if you guys remember this dude's name. Steven? Is it Steven? Come on, guys. You can do it. But I thought this was hilarious. It just really is an uncanny resemblance of two libtards. Let's face it, Kevin. You're a libtard. Um... Nobody knows the name, huh? Rappaport. Rappaport. Thank you, Michael Rappaport. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> Isn't that uncanny? I don't know how much they've edited this, but these look like legit pictures. Isn't that funny? My God. Let's move on. Rapport. Okay. <laughs> Rapport. Uh, here's McCarthy. Fulcher. Gates. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gates. Fulcher. Gates. Jump. <laughs> oh, adorable. So, actually, they are convening right now. They're going to start counting here in a minute. I will let you guys take off and watch that. And, uh,. In a minute here, but we have a few more memes to look at. Here is uh, Levin Schwab, a beautiful meme of Kevin McCarthy as Klaus Schwab. Ugh. All right, a lot of visual memes. I'm sorry about that, audio listeners, but here we go. Here is somebody dishing out some woke logic, and it works. This is ridiculous. This is how unstable and crazy we've gotten. Kind of ironic that a white man. <laughs> so this guy is standing here with a red, white, and blue American American flag hat. He has a mask on. He has a sign that says "Feminists for Trump," and he has a pink fanny pack on. And this woman walks up. She has a problem with it. She says it's kind of ironic that kind of ironic that a white man <laughs> is wearing a woman for Trump and a feminist for Trump. Did you just assume my gender? You I, said you said white man. Okay, I, I see your point. How do you know I'm not a woman? I see your point. I see your point. I I'll, you need I'll you need that. to check your white privilege, your white female privilege. Kind of ironic. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? And that's the point. But the fact that she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm so sorry. You're like what? No, you're supposed to say you're no, you're a dude. You're a hundred percent a dude, and this is ridiculous. Uh, these people are so brainwashed, they're just like, oh, 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 sorry, oh, no, I'm totally woke. I'm woke, yeah, you're right, you could just, you could be, be an idiot, because uh, I'm an idiot too, so it's okay. I don't know, man. <sighs> so, this is ridiculous, man. This is ridiculous. People are out of their damn minds. 
this is one of my favorites. I had to bring it back. We looked at it on Monday, I think, Monday night with Josh, but I had to bring it back. You know how the IRS hired like 70,000 plus agents and they're going to train them and who knows, they're probably going to unleash them on the public. Who knows what the hell they're doing, but you know, it's probably just for our safety. And <laughs> everyone's joking that some footage came out of them training with their firearms and holy smokes, look at this guy. This is this is really hilarious. This guy training. Just ridiculous, man. <laughs> Somebody filmed that. I felt endangered for the cameraman. That seemed like an old video. Ridiculous. What a nerd. Uh, I haven't talked a lot about this because I think it's it's kind of a silly story and there's a lot of fake news out there about it. But this whole Andrew Tate situation and him talking crap back and forth with Greta Thunberg over on Twitter and him getting arrested and all this stuff. A pretty funny meme came out of it and I wanted to share it with you all. Oops. So let's check that out. Please bring me pizza and uh, make sure that these boxes are not recycled. Thank you. Pizza time. Someone has sat her down and convinced her to try and convince you to beg your government to tax you into poverty to stop the sun from being hot. And then, because I called her out on it, the global matrix got this bot farm to like and retweet and all this bot commenting to try and pretend that her telling me that she has a small dick in her own email address. FBI, open up! <laughs> yeah <laughs> my goodness great stuff over there by selzer fx on twitter um man we have other ridiculous stuff where there's this story by western journal where this crazy uh mentally unstable dude spent thousands of dollars to turn himself into a giant dog and then he has a big realization. He says that his friends just think he's weird now. Can you believe that they're not accepting his transformation into a giant dog? Just They're probably bigots or something. Wow. Just mental, mental people. All right, you guys. It's getting to that time, and I know uh, the uh, things are progressing here, so we got to... I think end the show here. Thank you guys. I'll see you on the social red pill. I'll see you tonight with the live show uh, conversations on the conversations on the fringe tonight with Joshua Reed, 6 30 PM Pacific time. Thank you for all tuning in, hitting those plus signs, like buttons, and commenting. I'll see you all tomorrow as well with the um, uh, makes you think finally we're back again. It makes you think no holiday this weekend. So we'll be doing a show. Hopefully Jim Bob Oval Shorts joins me tomorrow for that. See you all soon. Take care. God bless. God speed. <laughs>